This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Gracelyn Keller with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and I'm excited today to be joined by Victor Pena, who serves as the Administrator for the Department of Emergency Medicine, Urgent Care, and Transition of Care at Los Angeles General Medical Center. So Victor, thanks so much for joining me today, and I'd love to have you start off by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit more about Los Angeles General Medical Center. Sure. Thank you, Grace, for having me. I'm excited to be on the podcast. So my name is Victor Pena, the administrator for the Department of Emergency Medicine, Urgent Care and Transitions of Care at Los Angeles General Medical Center. Uh, Los Angeles General Medical Center is a a 600-bed level one trauma center uh, slightly east of downtown Los Angeles. Uh, It is one of the largest and busiest trauma centers in the country, certainly in the West Coast. Um, We are owned and operated by the County Department of Health Services. So our system consists of four hospitals and and LA General is our flagship hospital here. Uh, The ER is a 130 bed ER. uh, And we really provide a a high level of trauma care for for Los Angeles County. We kind of comprise between 20 and 30% of the trauma care that that, uh, that is provided in LA. Um, certainly, our ER is one of the top ten busiest emergency departments in the nation, um, and usually, you know, take care of uh, about over 140,000 patients uh, per year. And in my in my purview of leadership, I oversee the ER, I oversee the psychi- uh, psychiatric emergency uh, department, the jail ER. We have an urgent care clinic, obviously, as as part of the my, or my area of oversight. Uh, I also oversee the office of emergency management, that in essence manages all of our disaster plans and. Uh, for the hospital, uh, also oversee the Center for Life Support Training, and oversee our residency program. We have a, a, a large ER residency training program for physician uh, trainees, and then, of course, our Transitions of Care Department that houses uh, several uh, key programs for the hospital. Absolutely. Well, thank you for taking the time to join us. And first question for you here, what trends are you currently watching in healthcare? Yeah, yeah there's a lot. As, as we know, there's a lot going on in healthcare right now but some trends that i'm you know keeping a close eye on uh is, is are several and so the ones i'm about to list are really come by way of of me straddling you know in essence two roles i also teach and aside from my role at the hospital i teach at the university of southern california and i'm a adjunct professor there and so one of the trends that i'm uh, keeping a close eye on is you know how social determinants of health are being managed uh, by hospitals and you know to treat our patients uh, as you know, social determinants of health are becoming very a lot more important now in how we treat our patients. That's something that I'm keeping a close eye on right now uh, as a healthcare executive. Um, in addition to that, you know, turnover, staffing, and really just the overall human landscape in healthcare uh, is a big area of focus for me as well, given all the different challenges that we have around staffing. And then also capacity planning, given that, you know, I, I work in a large uh, trauma center and just you know everything else that's going on around the country, uh, disaster management is a big area of focus for me, and really keeping a close eye on that. And what kind of resources do we have? Surge management and things like that. It's so important for hospitals to continue to focus on. Um, in addition to that, you know, consumer trends are another area of uh, of focus for me. 
uh, you know, just given, you know, the, the focus on our patients now and, and how, how they can shop with their feet. You know, if you're not taking good care of them, they can go somewhere else now. And, and they've been empowered with technology and other resources. Uh, demographic shifts continue to take place. And it's a big area of focus as well uh, for a lot of hospitals. And certainly it is for me. And then lastly, as I mentioned, you know, uh, being a professor and, and being in, uh, an executive as well uh, gives me an, a, a really interesting capability of straddling both worlds. And so academia and the practice of academia are very important for me. So in essence, really looking at how, uh, how are academic programs evolving to meet the needs of the workplace? Uh, you know, that is something that I'm really keeping a close eye on because as I continue teach, I personally want to make sure that my students are seeing uh, the current trends that they're up to date with stuff that's going on in the industry so that they're better prepared when they get into the workplace. So those that's one of the other uh, things that I'm looking at in the industry. Absolutely. And next question here, what are you specifically most focused on and excited about and proud of from the last six to 18 months? Yeah, certainly. There's a lot to be proud of. I mean, you know, this year has been a, certainly a challenging year for a lot of us in healthcare. Certainly, no, we're no different here in my hospital. Uh, but, you know, for me as a non-clinical leader is really, you know, continue to support my organization and improving access to our patients uh, is very important for me. I'm very excited about that. We are a safety net hospital. We're a large public hospital. And so for us, you know, making sure that we are uh, providing excellent care as a safety net continues to be of utmost priority to us uh, and making sure that I'm supporting my organization in that capacity as a leader. Uh, collaborating with my clinical colleagues continues to be one of the big areas of focus for me that I'm excited. I get to work with some really brilliant clinical leaders, nursing uh, leaders, with physician leaders. We have some of the best trauma docs in the nation and really in the world, uh, some of the best emergency physicians in the world and some of the best emergency nurses in the world. And so I get to work with a lot of these folks. And so I have to step up my game all the time and, and make sure that I'm performing at a high level. And so I'm excited about that. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I continue to really look at, uh, you know, bridging that academia and the practice world. I think that I'm in a unique position where I get to do that. You know, I'm a practitioner, you know, as a, as a healthcare executive, I get to practice it, but I also get to teach it at a high level with the University of Southern California. So that gives me a really unique uh, opportunity uh, and then it puts me in a unique position to do that. And so bridging those two worlds for me is very important. Uh, and so I'm very, really excited about that and how we continue to evolve around that. I also do a lot of work with American College of Healthcare Executives. I've been a chapter president for the, our local chapter a couple of years ago. I was a chapter president, so ECG continues to be a big part of my career. Uh, the American College of Healthcare Executives has some amazing programs throughout the nation. And so uh, I'm actually getting ready to launch a program for mid-careers here at, in Southern California for our chapter. And so I'm very excited about that and the work that we continue to do for our members. And, you know, in 2023, uh, earlier this year, in 2023, in the spring, I was named Professor of the Year by the uh, graduating class, uh, USC's MHA program. So the MHA program, the graduate in 2023, voted me Professor of the Year. So something I'm very proud of, uh, something that I really, you know, that I really embrace. And, you know, certainly another thing that I'm very proud of is, you know, my work, my ongoing work with ACHE through, by way of the Regent Advisory Council that I'm a part of here in Southern California. And another thing that I'm very proud of is just helping lead one of the busiest ERs in the nation. You know, we see 
over 140,000, you know, patients per year. Uh, we're one of the top 10 busiest ERs in the nation. And so we see everything. We do a lot of different things here in the ER. And so just being a leader here in one of the busiest ER in the nation uh, is something that I'm very proud of, uh, pretty part of the work that we do and the care that we provide. And lastly, but not least, is mentoring and sponsoring others, especially people of color. It, it's something that is very important to me. Uh, mentoring and sponsoring others, especially students and early career is something that is very important. And I enjoy giving back to, to the profession. A hundred percent. And then my final question for you today is you have had a wonderful career and have been an exemplary leader. So I would love to hear what advice you have for emerging leaders and people who would love to be in a leadership position like yours one day. Sure. I mean, there's a lot. And, and you know, as I continue to you know evolve my career and grow my career, I think one of the most important pieces of advice that I give my students and, and mentees and and others is that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard enough. Again, I'll repeat that. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard enough. And so it takes a lot of hard work. And it's one of those things that, you know, you can't sort of skip around. And it's important for me to, to emphasize that to those that I'm mentoring or my students. I mean, that's one of the, the most important pieces of advice that I would give up and comers. I think another one that I think is very important is embracing being a generalist in a world of specialists. Uh, I think that in our profession, you know, we see a lot of folks wanting to become specialists. Nothing wrong with that. We need specialists. Uh, but there's also, there's also, it takes a lot of skill to be a generalist when you're working with a multidisciplinary team. And so knowing how and when to ask the right question is very important and being resourceful is very important. So I really encourage uh, up-and-comers to be a good generalist. Understand that. And and so uh, such an important skill set to have, in my opinion. Um, be consistent. Be, you know, consistency builds trust is very important. I think, uh, you know, over the years, I've learned to be a very consistent leader in the way I conduct myself, the way I write, the way I present, uh, a number of different things. Consistency builds trust. And another skill that I think is very important to have is, is being empath an empathetic leader. Uh, you know, having gone through a pandemic and being one of the busiest CRs in the nation, empathy is actually an important skill set to have. A lot of stuff happens in between. It's important for us as leaders to be empathetic. Uh, the last two that I would say that are very important, I think, you know, advice for evolving leaders is you know, understand power dynamics. Um, I think for uh, students in early careers, sometimes, you know, are a little bit skittish about power dynamics in organizations, but understanding them and, and embracing them is very important. Uh, charting a path uh, to uh, a power role is very important. And it's something that I don't think students and early careerists should shy away from. Uh, that's something that's very important to understand. And then actually giving back to the profession. Uh, I think it's, it's very important for us to continue to give back to the profession by way of mentoring, sponsoring, especially for those that are in positions of power uh, to continue to do that. I've been blessed by excellent mentors. I've been blessed by meeting a lot of great leaders through the American College of Healthcare Executives. And, and so, you know, it's important for us to give back to the profession and to continue to support others that are coming after us. So uh, those are some of the pieces of advice that I would give to evolving leaders. Absolutely. Well, Victor, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast and sharing your thoughts and ideas. Thank you, Grace, for having me. I appreciate the time and the exposure. Thanks so much. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. 
help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.